Dig a Bit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Hi, this is Dig a Bit number four for the month of, let's see, we are in June. The month of June, Commandment 10, Thou Shalt Not Covet. And we are going to take this little short study from Hebrews chapter 13, which does mention our covet or covetousness word. Hebrews chapter 13, if you want to be turning there. It is in verse 5, let your manner of life or your conversation be without covetousness. Another, the American Standard there says, be ye free from the love of money. And be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Of course, contentment there would be the opposite of exasperation. It would be peace and uh, calmness with what God has given me of a material nature. What I wanted us to do really quick from Hebrews chapter 13 is just to notice some of the things that will naturally be a part of our lives if we are free from covetousness and instead are content people. And I want us to take that from the context of Hebrews chapter 13. Let brotherly love continue. We will love each other if we are content with what God has given us, we will be more loving to each other. Have you ever thought about the fact that those who are in uh, the rat race, who are in a mad passion all of the time for accumulating things, don't have time to love one another, to be sacrificial in the relationships that they have with brethren? I know people who are like that in congregations where I've worshiped in the past, they just, simply had no time for people because they were so interested in things. Let brotherly love continue. And then be not forgetful to show love to strangers or to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Probably a reference to um, Abraham when the people, men of God came to him and prophesied that he would have a son and he did not know that this was the Lord who had, who was visiting him. Could have been Manoah in the case when he was he had an angel visit him and tell him that he was going to have a son. But at any rate it says here that we're leading up to being free from covetousness if we are free from covetousness we will use our material blessings to be hospitable to people whether we know them or not we will use what god has given us to bless the lives of other people remember those who are in bonds as bound with them we will be prayerful for and be interested in and help when we can those people who are oppressed, especially those people who are oppressed for their faith. There are people in our world today who are 
in some pretty difficult situations because they are following the Lord. And we pray for those people. And when we have opportunity, we want to help those people. It says also you're going to remember those who suffer adversity or who are evil entreated is what the American Standard Version says there as being yourselves also in the body what he's saying is you got to remember that the body when the body is hurting you are hurting so when those around you are suffering you're going to be conscious of that suffering if you are people who are free from covetousness number four verse four says marriage is honorable in all or let marriage be had in honor among all and the marriage bed, let it be undefiled. But whoremongers or fornicators and adulterers, God will judge. I'm going to be faithful in my marriage or I'm going to be pure in my singlehood. If I'm a single person, I'm going to refrain from fornication. I'm going to be content in whatever place God has put me. And if I am a married person, I'm going to be faithful in that marriage. That's a part of contentment. You know, I was listening to, um, oh, Lindsay Van Hook recommended that I listen to a certain episode of a podcast. And I, I did so today. And my brothers, uh, Forrest and Hiram Kemp, we're talking about a passage over in Ephesians chapter 5 in the God Magnified podcast. And they were speaking about how that, I, I believe the quote was, I loved this quote, it was, whatever you do in anything, you do in all things. If we are covetous with our material possessions, we're probably going to be covetous in our physical relationships in our sexual relationships we're not going to be content in any area of our lives and that's kind of the point that they were making and there are several new testament passages we're going to talk about this on the big podcast that put covetousness with sexual immorality if we're not content with what we what god's given us we're probably not content with the possessions that he's given us the wife he's given us the family he's given us the house he's given us the position at the company that he's given us the position in the congregation that he's given us if we are people of contentment then we're content across the board because we know that we're living for god and he's taking care of us and so it helps us to be faithful sexually and um, as, as loving spouses one to another and pure if we are single people, if we are content with what we have. And then um, he says, goes on in verse 5 to say, Let your manner of life be without covetousness and be content with what you have. Oh, that contentment, that word is the polar opposite of being exasperated or anxious. We are going to be at peace with the possessions with which God has blessed us. And it's going to affect us in all these ways that we've just been talking about. And then it goes on to say, because you're going to be content because God has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I'm going to count on God. 
if I'm a covetous person, I'm looking to myself. I'm looking to the rat race. I'm looking to my performance. I'm looking to how I can chase after this possession or that possession or this person or that person or that position of preeminence. I'm looking to how I can achieve. But if I'm free of covetousness and content with what I have, I'm, I'm counting on God. I know that He is going to take care of me. And I can then boldly or with good courage, I can say, the Lord is my helper and I will not fear what man shall do to me. I'm going to stop there because I could go on with uh, being in submission to the authorities. If I'm a content and peaceful person, I'm going to be that. But I'm going to stop there for time's sake and just close by saying, if we are people who are free from covetousness, our manner of life is without covetousness, and rather we are contented people, we're going to be bold in our faith and the proclamation of it. I'm going to trust God enough that I'm not going to be afraid of social awkwardness when I speak His name. I'm not going to be afraid of losing friends when I share the gospel with people. And that all sounds so pitiful when I think about what the apostles gave in the proclamation of their faith. They gave their very lives in martyrdom because they were willing to be bold and say, The Lord is my helper. I looked up that word helper. You know what it means? It means helper. You know, sometimes in life, I, I think I, I'll even call out to my husband and say, Oh, Glenn, help me. And it might be that I'm pretty um, exercised about something. It might be that I'm falling or I see a snake or uh, the brakes don't work on the car or whatever it might be. I cry out for help. God's the ultimate helper. He's made this promise, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He's going to be there for me. And so if I'm content with what He's given me, not driven by covetousness, I'm going to, with good courage, I'm going to say, wherever it is that someone will listen, I'm going to say, the Lord is my helper. And I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. I am content because the Lord is my helper. I love this passage with covetousness and fleeing from covetousness stuck right in the middle of it. You know, um, as we're studying this week, covetousness is um, it's a serious thing in God's eyes. The bookend commandment that we discussed is very serious. And in the New Testament, we are told to put it to death to put it to death. We're going to talk about that on the big podcast tonight as I'm speaking the podcast tonight. Put it to death. Mortify it, therefore, in your members. And in another passage, we are told to flee from it. We're going to run the other way from it. I love this passage that tells us, describes for us, you know, when it says, let your conversation, that's your manner of life. And so we get this description a picture of what that manner of life looks like if we are free from covetousness. Wow, I, I hope I get to hear a preacher one day preach that lesson because it is 
very practical and pointed there from Hebrews chapter 13, verses 1 through 6. I hope you have a great day. I hope you are able to or were able to listen to the podcast for the month of June. We have one more regularly scheduled podcast in the month of July. And then in August, our podcast will come to you live from PTP Spark in Huntsville, Alabama. If you are not registered for PTP Spark and you'd like to be there in the room with us, we will have sort of a tiny little award ceremony for those people who finished all parts of the study. And we will, from Polishing the Pulpit, we will reveal the new study and kick that off, have some introductory material about the new study. So I hope that if you can, you will join us in, per- in person, be there with us. You can register by going to westhuntsville.org or to polishingthepulpit.com, I believe it is, polishingthepulpit slash spark. You can register. You can find that easily online, and you can register. I think we have uh, somewhere upwards of 300 people registered. I think we have oh around 80 children between the ages of two and ten registered now. So we are growing in numbers. I hope we don't have to have a cutoff. We might have to have a cutoff just because we completely run out of space in our facility at West Huntsville. But you still have time to register. I hope you'll go and do that. There is no charge. You just, of course, have to be willing to invest in your travel, your place to stay, unless you have a home already to stay in. I think our house is going to be full and our cabin throughout that week. But we are blessed that you're coming our way, and I hope that more and more of you will be able to register. Have a great day.